welcome to the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast with co-founders and hosts, Tracy Callahan and Deborah Doak. Each week, we tackle another tough topic to help professional divorce coaches maximize client impact and cultivate thriving practices. We also want to spread the word about the expertise and value that certified divorce coaches bring to the table. At DCA, we are committed to ongoing learning and we value generosity among divorce coaching professionals. We believe that when one succeeds, we all succeed. Welcome back to the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast. I'm Deborah. I'm here with Tracy. And today we want to talk about why we hate toxic positivity (laughs) and frankly, why we think it's harmful for clients. So let's talk about, Tracy, let me throw it over to you. Let's talk about what we mean when we talk about toxic positivity. Yeah, because I think there can be a lot of confusion regarding this. So let's just sort of define it, okay? Yeah. Toxic pos- positivity is the act of avoiding, suppressing, or rejecting negative emotions or experiences, right? So it's basically emotional suppression to a certain degree. The belief that no matter how dire or difficult a situation is, people should maintain a positive mindset. Right. So, so right there, right. When we talk about toxic positivity, it's one thing to be positive, to be optimistic. And often there's this comparison between what's the difference between toxic positivity and optimism. And for some, it might be a very fine line, but what I'm most interested in, and I think where our interest lies, Deb, is really how divorce coaches show up for their clients and making sure that they are not engaging in a level of toxic positivity that really suppresses the client's ability to share their emotions that are often not so positive, that are hard, that are yes. difficult. Yes, absolutely. They We see clients when they are in distress, right? And so we talk a lot about emotional management. That's one of our biggest jobs is helping them process their story of divorce. Yes, there's a business side of divorce that we need to get on with, but simultaneously, we need to process the story. If we don't process the story, if we don't allow them to get through some of those emotions, um, we're really setting them up for failure for failure to be able to negotiate, for failure to be able to co-parent, for failure to be able to recover after. Yeah. And 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 I'm going to go a, fa- a step further. For our, a lot of our clients who have engaged in emotional abusive relationships or who might have been at the other end of gaslighting, toxic yeah. positivity can also, when, when engaged on by a coach, can yes. also be a form of gaslighting. Yes. Which that's kind of the extreme, right? But for individuals who basically have been told throughout their entire marriages that how they feel or what they say is wrong or, or blame, when we as coaches engage in those conversations as a client is sharing uh, something very difficult and they say, don't worry, things will work out, right? Are we not engaging in a form of gaslighting without acknowledging for that client, 
you know, it, it is hard. And, and we don't know what this is going to look like right now, exactly. but what you can do, right. Is we mm-hmm. can talk about those feelings and help them process those feelings and then help them identify, as you just said, Deb, those really key points about moving forward is what are the next steps for them? What, what are they going to do to address that without undermining the experience for the client? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, part of what we're doing, I think is we spend a lot of time helping them build their emotional intelligence. And part of emotional intelligence is resilience. Absolutely. And resilience does not mean ignore that you're feeling it, ignore that it's happening, right? Emotional intelligence is being self-aware of what you are feeling. Mm Mm-hmm. And if we're going to do that work with clients, we can't brush off what they're telling us, right? It's also our job to explore. And so I want to talk a little bit about the anger iceberg, because that's a lot of what we hear when people first come to us is they're just pissed off. They're pissed off that they're getting divorced. They're pissed off that the finances are so hard. They're pissed off that um, their spouse won't agree to the parenting plan that they want. But what we know is that anger is a secondary emotion. And so part of emotional intelligence is also us not only not invalidating the anger, but helping them explore what's really underneath that. Yeah. Is it rejection? Is it an identity threat? Are they feeling humiliated? Are they embarrassed? What's the more vulnerable feeling under there? Because that's actually what we need to address. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think one of the things that we can also look at when that happens, right? So, so I'm, I'm famous for saying conflict is an opportunity, mm-hmm. right? Conflict is an opportunity for growth. As you were just talking about the anger, uh, iceberg, it is an opportunity for us to sort of go below the surface, right? So in conflict is an opportunity doesn't mean that it still sucks, Right. right. Or that anger still sucks. Right. That that the 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 experience is is sort of the coach working with the client to sort of peel away those layers to sort of go below the surface and really talk about what are the foundational issues that are happening for the client to be able to provide them their own self-discovery without misrepresenting a sense of positive reassurance that then almost prevents them from doing that. When we say as coaches, don't worry, everything's going to work out, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, No, you got this, right? And I think you got this all the time, but you got this meaning it's hard, right? Right. And recognizing that you are doing hard things. Things. That supports this, this ability to move forward without throwing this uh, this positivity on a toxic level. And Deb, you and I, before our, our session, we were talking about cheerleading, right? Yes. And, and I see a lot of divorce coaches and their descriptions talk about one of their roles for their clients as being a cheerleader. And I think coaches need to be mindful of, of what they really mean by that. And, and how is that being received by others? A hundred percent. We support clients. We cheer them along on this very difficult journey, but right. 
is the is the cheerleader always helping the client is is the role of a cheerleader always helping the client right, right. so we can look at football games right deb we were talking yeah about- we were talking about the buckeye playoff game right yeah <laughs> yeah i'm i'm in ohio so of course i'm didn't go so well and and they should have heartbroken right they should have won i i'm just gonna say yeah i'm not yeah. a huge football person but it, it they they should right. but it, if you're not a football person <laughs> the ohio state kicker missed badly yeah the potentially game winning field goal mm-hmm. and so when that happened if we looked over at the sideline what were the cheerleaders doing Woo! Yeah, we got this. Come on, everybody, trying to keep they're still mood up. They're still cheering, and <laughs> yeah. he just lost the playoff game. Whereas, what would the coach do? Right. What would the coach do? The coach would acknowledge. You must be really disappointed. That had to be hard. It's hard to be you right now. That was a lot of pressure on you. You probably feel like you let your team down. Right. The coach yes. would lean into the negative feelings that person's had the kicker was having. Right. And 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 I and I think this example is really amazing for divorce coaching. Right. Yeah. Because can we be a coach and a cheerleader at the same time? And I'm gonna say no. And and one of the reasons why, again, as a coach, coaches support their players. They motivate their players. They help them identify barriers so that they can be their best. Mm-hmm. Cheerleaders are just on the sideline, you know, keeping the crowd involved, making everything fun and and awesome. Mm-hmm. So, so when we describe ourselves, or when divorce coaches describe themselves as your biggest cheerleader, is that really what your client needs? And and I understand the concept, right? We motivate, we encourage, we support. But is that a role of a coach or is that the role of a cheerleader? Right. Because one of the other things we do a lot of is managing expectations and reality testing. Mm-hmm. And so again, if we go back to the football analogy, what is that? That's reviewing the game films. Yes. That's reality testing. That is, let's look at how you actually performed. Mm -hmm. Let's see, did you execute the play accurately? What could you have done better? Yep. Right. While still acknowledging that, yeah, that sucked. Right. Right. That was hard. Or these are all the things you did well. Look, you did this, you did this, you did this. Awesome. And. Yeah. Yeah. And. And he yes, called play and, 27 and you ran play 25. Yeah. I, that's just how it went. Right. Yeah. Or, we talked about how you were going to act in mediation and then you didn't. So what was the barrier? What was the obstacle? What got in your way? Let's talk about why it didn't go the way we planned. Yeah. And, and maybe it's also even just the acknowledgement that you had a really shitty day, right? Yeah. None of us, none of us are perfect. Right. And, and how we can practice and practice and prepare for mediation. And then something happened that morning that just, it was one thing after another. And then you had to show up and you didn't show up as your best self. You didn't use the strategies. You just weren't having a good day. And then he said the one thing. Yeah. He or she said the one thing and we're off to the races. Right. Right. But part of that is, part of that is also the reflective 
process mm-hmm. of that and 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 giving ourselves a break, which I think often when we're caught in that toxic positivity, we lose sight of that. You know, Brene Brown is famous for saying um, that basically energy, an energy source of shame is silence. So I tell clients all the time, or we discuss or explore this concept that if you can't say it, you really need to speak it. And, and our sessions are an opportunity to speak the things that you are so scared to say, mm-hmm. or you're too ashamed to say, or you're too worried about what people, or it might seem as if you don't have this all together. So you're afraid to say it, but that that energy source of shame is brewed in silence. If if our clients aren't able to feel that they are in a space where they can be heard, right? That their feelings can be validated and not dismissed through toxic positivity of just throwing a, a blanket over this. Oh, that's all right. You'll do better next time. You got this. Come on. It's okay. Right. right? Then, yeah. then what are we doing? Then what are we doing? Right. So not only does s- suppressing their ability to be real and be truthful and start to gain that emotional intelligence, not help them move on. One of the things we also know is that if they're not able to put words to it, if they're not able to speak it, it can backfire. Those suppressed feelings can actually start to grow and be magnified and then become an even bigger obstacle to the work we're trying to accomplish with them, right? We we need to know that those feelings have information in Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. They have clues. Mm -hmm. They're telling us what, what the client needs to do next, what their next steps are, what their skill gaps are, what the work is they need to do. There's information there that we need. Yeah. You yeah. shouldn't so, be just shoving right. it off to the side. Right. And 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 that then is demonstrating that there is no true active listening with the goal of being curious as to what is really happening for the client. Mm-hmm. What are they really experiencing? Right. Those underlying issues, needs, interests that we talk about all the time that our clients might be presenting in different ways. If we engage and don't worry, be happy, you know, don't think about it, stay positive. We're basically dismissing it and 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 stalling and, and prohibiting our ability to really help the client get below that surface. Yeah, yeah. The other thing I read in a Psychology Today article when, when um, we kind of decided we were going to talk about this was that especially if we're talking about people that have been kind of in a a situation where they're emotionally abused or they've been manipulated or gaslighted, right? And they're a little shaky on their own foundation. That using this toxic positivity when somebody isn't really sure of their own identity. Mm. So we're kind of, we actually, when they're not skilled at standing firm and regulating their own emotion and, and doing that, we can actually lower their self-esteem and sense yeah. of well-being when we do that. So that's why we kind of titled this, not only do we hate it, but it can be harmful. Harmful. We can be lowering their self-esteem and well-being when we do this. Yeah. And if if even if you don't help your client, certainly your strategy ought to be to do no harm. 
Yeah. I, as far as I'm concerned, it's an ethical breach. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. So instead of think positive or you can do this or it's going to be okay, right? We want to validate them. Mm -hmm. So let's give coaches, you know, we've got a few minutes left. Let's give them some tools. What are some things we can say instead? You know, don't think about it. Stay positive. What would you say instead of that? Tell me what you're feeling. I hear you. Yeah. Right. So, so again, right. We're, we're kind of moving past the don't think about it, stay positive in terms of, and, and it's not just validation. I think this is the other piece that, and and we'll go through a couple others, but just being mindful. It's not just about validation. It's about accepting and receiving your client where they are right? And yeah. providing a safe place, a safe place for them to be that so that they can choose strategies to move past that. If we can't provide a safe place for them to be able to even express their, share those feelings, those things that they're so afraid to say, right? Then then you're missing, again, we're, we're actually harming our clients because they're not getting that safe place. So where the hell is that safe space going to be for them, Deb? Right? right? It's not going to be in the mediation room. It's not going to be with their attorney. It's not going to be in the courtroom. So where is that safe place for them? Right. It's got to be with us. Right. So, so here's, here's one, another one. Failure okay. is not an option. Oh my goodness. Right. Failure is part of life. Failure is yes. part of growth. Failure is the only way we get to success, right? I, to anybody that'll listen to me, I always talk about Dr. Richard Petty of the Ohio State University. Sorry, I'm on an Ohio kick today, but it's one of my favorites. He has a (laughs) TED talk on confidence. And he says, actually, you're not born with confidence. You build it. And the only way you build confidence is by failing at something Mm -hmm. and trying again and mastering it. So things being hard and things not going well is part of our growth as human beings. So failure is not an option. No, failure is part of growth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Acknowledge it. It's hard Absolutely. and it happens. It's hard and it, it happens. happens. Nobody gets through life without failing at stuff. Right. And and we need to fail, right? That's the we whole need to. point of that, that conversation. How would you know what success is if you didn't know what failure was. So that, right. failure just has this negative. It's like the failure is such this icky word. It's like fair. It's like, I'm going to add it to the other F word F word that right? I don't, that I don't really yeah. care for. Here's a, here's another one that traps a lot of coaches, right? Yeah. If I can do it, so can you, this is especially for those oh. clients who have had their own personal journeys with divorce, right? Kind of a, a little suck it up buttercup, language and and mentality. I made it, you'll make it too. Right. And while every once in a while, it can be helpful if you've had your experience to share a tidbit, a tidbit. What we also need to acknowledge is that their story, their background, their abilities and limitations are different and that's okay. 
and that's okay. And that's they're what not the same every, person absolutely. you are, right? Oscar Wilde, you know, every just be yourself. Everybody else is taken. Same concept applies right. here. Every divorce is unique because the individuals going through the divorce are unique. Are they individual. have a, a whole different tool belt than you? They have different climbing equipment to get up the mountain. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So let's let's talk one more. Um, everything will work out in the end. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I hear that a lot. We talked about that in uh, curse words and coaching. Yeah, yeah. In that podcast episode, if you haven't listened to that one, that's another great one to go listen to. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's one that I, I I get it. Coaches, right? I know we want to be able to provide the support and assurance that this 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 journey that you're on it's hard. But one thing we do know about divorce is it will end, right? There will be an ending to this divorce process. It it is not an identity, it is an actual experience. There is a beginning and there is an end. There's a whole bunch of other shit that happens along the way, right? Then when you transition that relationship, the divorce ends and now you have a whole new set of bullshit associated with your co-parenting relationship and everything. But telling people just that it's going to be okay, you are providing a false sense because there are times when it's not going to be okay, but, but our clients, we can support our clients and helping them provide the reassurance that it is hard, but -hmm. look at all the hard things you're doing. Talk to me about all the hard things that you are doing right? Acknowledging that there is, I I can't tell people it's going to be okay. I have no idea how their settlement negotiations are going to be, right? And you don't know what's okay for them. Absolutely. It's okay for me not to get my nails done, but it might not be okay for you. Absolutely. That might feel like an unbearable loss to you. And I'm not allowed to judge that. Nope. Nope. We are neutral to the process as to what our clients' goals are. Right. right. But just providing these, these blanket statements, you know, the, the, I, I'm hoping what you're pulling away from your takeaway and watching or listening, well, not watching because you're listening to this podcast is really how, how are you showing up in some of those words, right? right. In those phrases and, and being mindful that yes, in our role, as wanting to support our clients, being mindful as to the the difference between a cheerleader and a coach, providing encouragement and reassurance versus blindly cheering on and being positive no matter what happens, acknowledging for our clients that bad things are happening. Right. I have a client who just like is in the worst divorce process and had like horrible things go on. Like the roof blew off the the house. There was a flood. There is, you know, all of these like outside ancillary issues. Right. While still trying to go through this divorce process. Yeah. Our conversation wasn't it's going to be okay. Cause she has no money right now and she doesn't know how she's going to get through this. The, the coaching conversation was about recognizing and hearing all of those things that were happening and the frustrations and the overwhelm and the sadness and the anger that why is this stuff happening to her? To her, right. To her. To her. And, and I wasn't going to sit there and tell her that it's going to be okay. 
because for her right now, it wasn't okay. But what we were going to do is talk about what Mm -hmm. was happening, how she was feeling about it. And then some small steps, some action steps that she can look at to address some of these concerns to be able to give herself her own reassurance in that process. Right. Because one of the things that happens when a client comes to you with all of that and you say it's going to be okay, you breach the trust you've developed. That's yeah. that's really what it is because they're having a human experience and human experiences are not always positive. So yeah. I just want to share a final quote. If you're familiar with Carl Jung, who's one of the founders of the field of psychology, He says, I'd rather be whole than good. And the human experience is being a whole human being with the good and the bad. So this is what we need to embrace about our clients. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to thank you all for joining us. I know we can go on and on about this, like all many, all the topics that we bring uh, to the table, but I hope that this resonated with you. And if you're listening, I hope you can take a step back, right? Have some reflection on your engagement and how you perceive your role in the work that you do with divorce coaches and to sort of be mindful in terms of how we can harm clients when engaging in a toxic, positive relationship. So again, thank you guys so much for your time. We look forward to seeing you again soon. Thanks for joining us for the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. It helps other divorce professionals find us and add to the conversation. And don't forget to follow us on social media to be the first to know when we add new classes and events. We'll be back next week with another topic to help you maximize client impact, create a thriving business, and promote the value of professional divorce coaching.